Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Paul Kuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nikki P, it is, as always, terrific to be here. How are you doing today? I am doing outstanding. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm, uh, you know, we just talked or spoke not too long ago, and things have been very busy. Yes. Um, my GTR is, in fact, related to two conferences. Um, so I'll hit you with the first one. And that was out. It's called the Boost Conference. It's best out of school time. Um, kind of a big event for educators, um, local district representatives. And I got to present the Habit Factor. And it would just felt like it was, in many ways, home. Because I think I mentioned this to you before, but it's good. It, the Habit Factor, is good for adults. And it's better for just by its nature for kids, for high school kids in particular. So as I'm teaching and sharing this with teachers, you can just see kind of their eyes light up and how they can share this with kids. So that's the first GTR. And I'm going to steal a second one Um, with the entrepreneur group I'm a part of. They have annually something called GLC or Global Leadership Conference. Last year, it was in Greece, so it was just epic. We had about 1,200 entrepreneurs from around the globe converge on Greece. Well, last week, they converged here in San Diego. San Diego was a first-time host. So if you're on the board of your representative chapter, you get to come to GLC. The reason I'm bringing it up is they asked me and another local entrepreneur, Jim, to host a surf event. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so we got to teach 15 entrepreneurs from, like, the Netherlands, Germany, Malaysia, um, Hong Kong. I can't even remember all the various places, but it was a truly epic day. Everybody stood up. We had photographers, videographers, and it was just a high. We I had you know, just a bunch of emails after telling me it was the highlight of out of their whole GLC, which they came here to learn stuff about their business. The highlight for many of them was the surf event. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that's super so awesome. I know I took a long time, but those are two great GTRs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you got? Um, for me, it's really, it's been nice to have a lot of like local opportunities or like local chances to really plug into the business world here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, because up until this point, really, it's been a lot of just me dealing with people who are online, you know, somewhere in the world. Uh, but it's nice to actually start to have a local community. Like I've been asked to speak on a few different panels. i in a couple masterminds doing some brainstorming sessions. I have a book club tomorrow that I'm really enjoying. So it's been nice just to kind of plug into that local entrepreneurial community. Wow. I love it. And the book club is your club? 
Uh, no, it's not my club personally. It's put on by a, a Dream Bank, it's called. It's actually a little organization that's sponsored by American Family Insurance, just kind of like a community center almost. Uh-huh. And they do small business events. And so right now we're reading um, Automatic Customer, but we've read several other books that have been just outstanding. And it's been really ni- neat to you know go through with a bunch of entrepreneurs. That's cool. And I know of another book we, we should slide their way. Oh, yeah. I, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So today's episode, Nick, if you didn't know, and I think you did, we're going to try something a little different here, buddy. What's that? <laughs> yeah. We are going to turn the tables a bit. So at some point, the Habits to Goals podcast, the way I, I envision it, um, certainly been getting my legs here, but but what I want to do is start incorporating, as much as I love Nikki P, I want to start doing interviews um, with domain industry experts. I know a, a handful of successful entrepreneurs. I know they have great insights and gems, and crazy thing is I got an email just two days ago, somebody recommending an interview. So I told him to just kind of sit tight. And ultimately, this is going to be a bit of the evolution of the show. So having said that, guess who my guest is today? (laughs) Well, I think I might know, since there are only two of us on this call. That's right. So ladies and gentlemen, listeners and readers... It's my great pleasure to introduce to you Nick Polkuski, podcast expert. You can find him at, on the web that is, yourpodcastguru.com. He is a legend in the industry. (laughs) Don't laugh. He's a legend. He's an expert. And I am super excited to bring him on as my first guest. Nick, how are you doing today? I am <laughs> we doing... We get to do that again. I know. We get to do that again. I'm doing outstanding. And Martin, I, I really appreciate this opportunity. So yeah, thanks for turning the tables. And I'm excited to be your first interviewee. Well, I think it's cool. Um, I know you're working on a few projects too, which is just completely unplanned. Yeah. But sometimes um, that's how the best things happen. It's just a bit of synchronicity. So... So, Nick, again, I appreciate you being my first guinea pig. And as the first guest, I've set up a few kind of questions for, again, domain industry experts. And I would quickly parenthetically state to the listener, as you listen to this, feel free to shoot me an email and let me know what we can add, subtract, that sort of thing as we go forward. So having said that, um, how is it <laughs> – I just got in my interviewee pose, I like which it. nobody could see. How is it you kind of tripped into podcasting, Nick? Well, tripped is probably a good explanation of it actually, <laughs> to be nice. honest. I like to call this my accidental business. So kind of the long story – or in the quick version is um, that I actually have kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit since a very early age. Uh, back in kindergarten, I actually used to sell li- my snacks from my lunchbox on the school bus for little toys. 
you know, eventually traded up to all the way up to a bicycle uh, before that business got shut down. But then I, uh, I've been kind of following this entrepreneurial path for quite a while. And I first heard about podcasting uh, as a freshman in college back in 2006. And wow. so that was back in the day when you actually had to plug your MP3 player into your computer and download podcasts from iTunes and like manually transfer it over. And so it was a lot more work to actually listen to a podcast back then. Uh, but during while going through college, I actually started my first real business, if you will. And that was as a high school and college student organization speaker. So I traveled around the country talking to high school and college students on team building, leadership, a lot of productivity as well. And eventually kind of decided, hey, I'm, I'm big on adding value to your audience in order to grow your business. And I listen to these podcasts all the time. I think I could maybe try one of those. And so I slowly started figuring it out. And yeah, so it was a lot of experimenting early on and actually figuring out how to run a podcast. And then I started to use that to actually market my services. So a couple of things. There was so much in that answer that I love. So that the first one, <laughs> this entrepreneurial kind of spirit or drive as as a kid, um, you know, <laughs> people might dislike me for this. I was selling Chinese stars, <laughs> little ones. Like I would buy them for a buck, yeah. and it was like in sixth grade, and I was able to sell them for ten dollars oh, until. Nice. Until I ended up in the principal's office. So it was a short-lived <laughs> entrepreneurship. But uh, anyways, I, I kind of had that same vein going. Now, tell me, are you still doing the the talks with the teenagers? Uh, not really anymore. That kind of got put on the back burner when this whole podcasting thing really took off. Um, and I, I still get asked once in a while to be able to, to go speak. But for the most part, usually that's just uh, – life's so busy with podcasting right now. I have so many clients that I, I just can't afford to leave the business for long enough to actually go travel somewhere and speak. So got it. And those were for organizations or high schools or yeah, student organizations. So I have a background as a FFA future farmers of America officer. Um, so that's kind of how I got pulled into that student organization world. And then I did a lot of ropes course training in college as well as part of the student organization. So that, that was fun. A lot of student organizations, great stuff, extracurricular business. Well, and it sounds like, you know, you stay active in and out of school and good things happen. Um, so jumping forward now to the, the podcasting. Uh, because I'm thinking about some of the listenership here. What what do you think? <laughs> although I hear, I, I already hear a joke to the, a joke answer to this question. But what what are the keys to a successful podcast? And somebody's going not doing this. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, what what are the keys to a successful podcast as you see them? Um, something I should have asked you about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really what it is is. Just realizing that you have a message to share with the world. Uh, you know, we're all, you know, if you want to use the word expert, you're all an expert in some way, shape, or form. You know, you're that person who's maybe a little bit further along down the road 
in some particular area. You know, just like the first grader that can tie his shoes is an expert compared to the kindergartner who's still wearing Velcro, you know, you can be there to kind of guide someone down that path. And just realize that uh, the key is really figuring out what your voice is, what your unique take is on that on that topic, and really almost dialing to the, into your audience and just providing your audience with that guidance. is That's ultimately what it is. Another really big thing is just simply being consistent. Uh, you know, showing up week after week after week. Uh, it's, it's amazing how much uh, just perseverance, consistency, how just having that puts you so far ahead of so many other people. Wow, great answers. I love that. I mean, the, the idea that you, you have a voice, you have a message to share, um, and then persisting. I imagine because you're you are the expert, you've seen probably dozens of shows start and and probably stop about you know ten weeks later or something. Oh yeah, the average podcast out there like usually only makes it to about seven episodes. Really? So, yeah, yeah, there's kind of a well-known like benchmark. It's like the seven, if you get past the seventh episode, you're usually fairly good. You know, uh, there, I know a lot of uh, people who do like podcast interviews who won't even go on a show that hasn't at least had 10 episodes just because they know that there's very, it's very unlikely that that show will last even. Wow. Well, that's good to know. So I'm I'm almost in the clear. Yeah, yeah, just barely, you know. <laughs> I'm probably 14 in or something. Um, but no, that's terrific. And and so, what might again thinking of the listener here? I want to bring those questions back to them. What what do you think some of the assumptions people make about either the production of a podcast or or just podcasts in general that that may prevent them from from jumping in um i mean there's there's a few different ones and we can go many different directions but i think one thing really is that they just get overwhelmed by all of the technical aspects or worry way too much about the technical aspects and you know there there are people out there who train people how to podcast you know i have a business that runs podcasts for people but at the very simple level, you just need to get used to sending your message out to your audience. You know, so it could be simply recording into an iPhone mm. and just putting it up on your website or even emailing that audio file out to your audience. I just really want to encourage people to get started in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know, a podcast recorded on an iPhone is likely not going to do very well in iTunes in general, just because the audio quality is not there. But it take those baby, baby steps at first. You know, if you're not ready to jump in uh, with both feet, just start somewhere. Start getting used to finding your voice is really what it's about, is, you know, creating that content to find your voice, to find your message, and to dial in on your ideal audience. Well, that's that's great. And, and I can, I mean, I can relate to the overwhelm. Um, on many levels, I mean, just having working, writing a book, updating a second edition, starting a podcast, doing some coaching, yeah. um, and and a couple businesses and things like that, it it uh, can be overwhelming. So taking on a, a podcast in and of itself can be overwhelming. So that's what I mean by by different levels. But you're talking about 
baby steps, even just recording it. But but then the challenge is, I'm thinking if I'm I'm listening to this, and and I am listening to this, I'm wondering what what about the production? Like how I get that I can record it on an iPhone, mm-hmm. but but what do I do then? Yeah, and honestly, that's a little bit long and complicated answer to right. have here in this interview. No, um, that's fine. And and I do have a course that walks people through my exact process in terms okay. of how to podcast. Um, it's called Podcasting for Profits. And so it's all about taking uh, a speaker, coach, or a consultant and growing their business through podcasting. And it does walk people through the exact steps they need um, and my exact process for going through this. Uh, so like there, there are those things out there. Uh, and even you can go out and honestly, there's Google out there too. If you really want to scab, you know, <laughs> spend right. hours and hours trying to right. find the answers, sure. uh, like you can do that too. Got it. And yeah, I wasn't trying to get kind of into the, the weeds here, but, but that's a perfect answer. And let's make sure since I know somebody and you know, somebody who's helping with the production and, <laughs> and the links, uh, let's make sure that product is linked off the show notes if we could. Oh yeah, I absolutely will. And just since we're talking about it now, I do, I do want to offer a special little deal for, uh, the habits to goals listeners. So if they go to your slash T H F for the habit factor, um, they can actually, they'll find all the information about the course there, but then they'll also get a bonus of, I will throw in my recommended starter microphone, which is the ATR 2100 as an extra little bonus there for anyone. Is that the one you sent me? That is, that is. So I was about to ask, how could you be telling them to go to the site? There's no way we didn't plan this or prepare. There's no way they can do this. And then I realized this probably doesn't air, air for a couple of weeks, even though it's <laughs> live here. So exactly, I, I feel you. So so it's going to be slash. So so your podcast guru slash thf. Correct. Uh, perfect. Or do we want to say habits to goals? I will go with. <laughs> I, we'll go I don't with know. You. I don't want to confuse you. I'm wondering. I'm wondering just from a keyword standpoint if uh, if that might be good. But whatever. You're the boss here. This is your your show. We'll we'll go with THF and we'll, okay, they'll perfect. send there they'll because they'll go right to basically a sales page with an extra little bonus on there. Beautiful. So back to the baby steps, and and I think this applies to <laughs> to everything. There's and I have not read the book, but it's often quoted if for no other reason than the title. It's ready, fire, aim. Have you read that? I ha- I haven't read it, but yes, I've definitely heard of it too for the exact same reason you did. And and so I think that's kind of what we're talking about is you jumped in because of this entrepreneurial streak, I think. You mm-hmm. you probably there wasn't a whole lot of aiming, you know, it was ready and you just fired and you fired and you fired and you kept getting info and you kept getting better and now here you are. A few years later, a lot of hard work, and you're an expert, and it's a it's a significant business for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, like right now, I have um, I'm adding just added a few new clients here these last couple of weeks. So I'm at around I think ten to twelve clients right now. That's that, amazing. That I, we produce weekly shows for them, um, and then several who have already bought the course as well. So that yeah, it's been quite a 
quite a quick growth because it started in uh, March of last year. Actually, I went full time in this business. I was doing podcasting a little bit before that, probably about a year before that. Um, right. But I was still doing, you know, a lot of speaking as well. And this business just started growing so fast that I'm like, okay, let's let's run with it. Well, good for you. I mean, you you identified an opportunity <laughs> and you're capitalizing on it and you're providing tremendous value. So, and I know I, uh, I'm probably going to have one or two referrals for you as well. So tremendous. All right, let's bring it back to the interview as it relates to habits. I would like for you to identify your three best character traits Three best character traits. <laughs> if, That's if, interesting. If, you're, if your brother, mom, your closest friend were bragging about Nikki P, they would say he is X, Y, Z. Um, and I guess part of it, too, uh, depends on your definition of character traits. Sure. Uh, but I think persistence would definitely be up there. Um, right. You know, just that's like I don't think I have a lot of talent in very many areas, but I just kind of don't give up very well. You know, it, it takes a lot. I just able to kind of hang in there and keep going. So I think that's been one of the things that's really helped me out. You know, whether it's athletics, uh, you know, in high school or now here in the business world, it's just been that willingness to keep going. That's huge. So, um, athletically speaking, you. You don't think you were necessarily probably the the most talented, but you you just you were willing to work very hard and and improve. Oh, absolutely! Like I really had very little talent. I think it was <laughs> like it's it's probably okay. pretty, pretty pathetic. But yeah, no, it was just being willing to work hard all the time. You know, I was always in the gym after and before, wow. and uh, you know, it was just always about trying to get better at that next level. Uh, you know, football wise, like it was just being willing to go into situations that other people weren't willing to go into and nice. being willing to just keep working, keep working and always going hard in practice. boy, practicing hard. So I, I wanted to reiterate that actually, because that's one thing I talk to reinforce greatly, not just with the girls we coach on the team, but with my daughters at home, it's rewarding effort. It's all about effort and um and so when good things happen i ask them why did this happen and then of course they say it's because they're awesome and then i remind them no <laughs> it's because you're working really hard so that's great so so persistence is one you got another one for me well and i was just kind of thinking what other people would say about me yeah um and one that pops up and I, to be honest i don't necessarily think it's true in the way they mean it but it's discipline and what i mean by that is i don't necessarily have a lot of discipline it's just kind of setting up those routines those boundaries those habits if you will uh that have allowed me to kind of stay focused and you know ha almost come across as disciplined by the way that's exactly what they are um habits yes, so exactly. so discipline is two and three um I think just very authentic. Authentic, mm -hmm. solid. I love it. And and by the way, I'm kind of ripping off myself. So when we do interviews at the company, I sometimes uh, 
will freak out in a, a prospective employee, I will ask them, which is my next question, and they are, it all ties together to habit, but, but what are your three best habits? And that's the question I ask them. And they're like, they're like, what? What the hell is that? They don't, because, and by the way, that's why I'm asking it, because if they don't correlate good habits uh, right away, and in fact, they think bad habits, then they're like, what? But mm-hmm. anyhow, so give me your top two or three habits. Yeah, and actually, this one's a very easy one, at least the first one for sure. And that's definitely just reading every day. Um, that's been something that was instilled in me as a freshman in high school. And I think I've barely missed a day. I usually always read 15 to 30 minutes every single day. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And, and readers, how, how does the, uh, saying go leaders are readers. Yes. Yes. I was confused by the time on something. Um, so reading is one, two. Um, another one. This one's kind of – I debated actually this one. Um, I think I'm going to go with my kind of evening ritual, and it's something that I'm just still developing, to be honest, but it's been a big help when I do actually sit down and kind of create that little evening ritual of having some tea, listening to you know the waves or doing a, maybe a little bit of reading right before bed and then listening to like the waves or raindrops on the Calm app. The Calm app. I love it. Yeah. By the way, you just helped me with my uh, with my interview format. I'm going to take a second here and jot down an app recommendation. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I like so, that. so we're we're killing a few birds here. So, give me one more. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to go with working out. Uh, okay, that's been a fairly regular. Uh, practice. Actually, I'll go even more specific. I'm really liking doing hot yoga on Saturday mornings. Hot, hot, hot yoga. Hot yoga. Hot. That's that's hot. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, so, and and for the listenership, those of you who are still with us, I I want to tell you this: the reason this is so relevant to habit. Do you recall the Latin root of habit? Nick, and if you don't, that's okay. Um, I should on multiple levels because one, you probably told me, and two, <laughs> I studied Latin in college, but oh, I wow. cannot remember. Okay. So, so it is habitus. Okay. And what it means essentially is condition and or character. Mm. Anyhow, so when you look at your virtues or your top character traits, discipline, being authentic, being persistent – Reader slash listener, those are all habits. Mm -hmm. And then I ask him what his best habits are, and it's reading every day, the evening ritual, working out. These are the things that make up Nick's character. So if you were to ask that in an interview, any managers out there, um, you get a sense for his character very quickly. And it's just a (laughs) – I've found it's it's a – it's a great way to accelerate interviews. So yeah, I really whatever, like that. That's awesome. For, for whatever it's worth. Um, all right. I want you, if you don't mind, I know you're on the hot seat here. You talk about your your toughest failure or challenge where things just went absolutely sideways, and maybe how you how you pulled through. 
Well, there has definitely been quite a few along the road, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but right away when he asked that question, the one that kind of stands out for me is uh, very early on. So in college, I uh, actually ended up dropping out of college to kind of pursue that first business I talked about, about speaking to high school and college students. I was oh, just no. traveling so much. Uh, that I could barely attend classes anyways. Uh, so I dropped out of college. Um, but for me, the the failure, the mistake was uh, I almost, I didn't really plan it very well, to be honest, because uh, we're getting into the time of the year. We're getting into uh, like January, February time of the year where not many uh, high school and college organizations are booking gigs. Uh, where, and, and I kind of, I just got so busy trying to develop new stuff, trying to develop new presentations that I almost put the pause on the marketing. So it got to the point where, uh, I actually, after paying rent that month, I had like $2 left in the (laughs) bank account and I had, I had a check coming in, but it was coming in two weeks later. And so I ended up having to sneak back into the cafeteria and they had free peanut butter on like the little condiment section. So I went back and got like a cup full of peanut butter and that was wow. what I ate for, I think it ended up being 11 days. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was a little difficult. That's impressive. I want to, I want to clap. So then the, the question is, what did you, is there one or two takeaways, lessons learned because, I, you know, I'm the believer there's something called the principle of maximum error, and it originates out of biology. Um, I think it was like a biophysicist or something. But, but the gist is if you are reaching your, your optimum self, the, the more and faster you can make mistakes given that they are non-fatal. Yeah. So. In this case, you didn't kill yourself. So what did you learn? I mean, ultimately, it was just the importance of really planning is really what it came down to. Um, So like now and also the importance of marketing. You know, that's one thing that that's another habit that I've developed that I think has been really helpful in the business world is to always do at least one activity that will help generate future revenue. So if so, it's returning an email or sending out a cold email or something like that, it's always doing one activity a day. One activity a day mm-hmm. for marketing. I love it. Exactly. And that sounds like a habit you could track. Oh, yeah. That, and that's the way it started out, too, to be honest. This was a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, I was tracking it every single day just on a calendar, making sure, hey, did you do that activity today? Yes, yes, yes. And now it's just kind of second nature. Because it's a habit. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Amazing how that happens. Yeah, because you planned, then you act, you recorded, and then you reassess, and it develops the habit strength. All right, well, that's ridiculously awesome. I can't believe I just said that. So then the next thing is I want to go back. What does planning mean to you? If there were, if you were to, if you were to wrap it around a a methodology or two or three step or five step process, what is planning? Oh man. Um, Yeah, I don't want to, Put you on the spot, but just take your best stab. Right. And really for me, it's about first like setting that bigger goal. So every yep. at the start of the year, I did a big, you know, 
goal session for the entire year basically took a few days to kind of think through all the goals I want this year. And then I think we've talked about this before, but I now have quarterly retreats where I kind of review those goals, but really it's setting that big goal and then dialing it back into chunks, into smaller bite-sized pieces and just kind of continuing to do that and create a decent strategy, knowing that it will likely be altered as, you know, it, as the, uh, plan meets the real world. Uh, things come up, things happen, things change. But for me, it's kind of creating these boundaries on uh, what I'm trying to accomplish. So that's great. The only thing I'm missing there, because you said when when things went sideways, right, and you were eating peanut butter for, for a couple <laughs> weeks, you said you learned to plan. And, and I guess what I'm not seeing in in this planning process maybe you just missed it is how would that prevent you oh yeah from eating peanut butter yeah no excellent question so really in that situation specifically like i just simply didn't have enough money saved up Uh you know it and it was uh buying some equipment that i couldn't necessarily you know that i could have waited could have pushed off could have got by with some other things before doing that but it's also just realizing that there are some ebb and flows throughout the year there's different times to do different things and so now that's part of the reason i do the full year planning ahead so like i have different projects that i'm launching here before the end of the year but each of them have a very specific time spot and they have a focus and no if i back then if I would have took the time to look out throughout the rest of the year to think about my market, to actually do some planning about the audience I was trying to reach, I would have realized that, hey, January, February are times when you know, there's no school going on or people are getting ready to wrap up the semester in high school, so they're not going to be booking a lot of speaking gigs. You know, it's, so it's just knowing your audience almost is what it is. I love it. And and so kind of that's where I was hoping to lead you that that planning another aspect to planning is asking what's the worst case scenario? What could go wrong? Yeah, it's about doing your research so you right. know the different yeah, exactly. So you can create some contingency plans if you need to. Beautiful. And so you learn that from eating peanut butter so you're better, stronger, faster for it. And there's a you know I like quotes. There's a great quote. I think it's Peter Drucker. Errant assumptions lie at the root of every failure. <laughs> so if you you know if you rush out into the speaking and, and you make all these assumptions, hey, it's going to be great, and you just hit it, next thing you know, you're eating peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So, wow, good stuff. All right, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> no, I just I'm just, you know, a pulse check, make sure make sure we're not beating you up too bad. This is this is fun for me. Um so I think I'm getting close to wrapping this up a bit. What I'd like to do is test your vision. Okay. And if you were to look 5 years out into the IT world, uh not just podcasting, but what do you what do you see for kind of the industry or technology and then for yourself in your business? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so I'm going to stick with podcasting here just for the first little bit and then okay. I'll kind of think about how it actually expands because I really haven't thought 
too much about the broader IT world. Um, But just in terms of podcasting, this is an industry that is going to continue to grow and grow uh, because it's, it's going more mass market. It's getting easier for the normal everyday consumer to now subscribe and listen to podcasts. You know, very soon podcasts, you're going to be able to subscribe in your car. Uh, you know, it's not going to be, it's just going to be all around us really. Uh, however, saying that, I do think that the opportunity to jump in there as a content creator is going to get more difficult because while the market is going to continue to expand, the number of listeners is going to continue to expand. The threshold of what makes a good podcast is going to continue to climb higher and higher. So audio quality, production quality is going to continue to mean more and more to that average listener. Great. I love it. And, and then it, what, do you, what do you see in terms of trends, kind of just whether it's an iPhone or android or anything else i think we're going to get to a point here very soon and i know i'm even kind of and i know several other people who are at that point of just overwhelm you know Mm -hmm. uh just way too many notifications too many chances for people to kind of get a hold of me at any and all times of the day uh so for me it's been putting a, a lot of like shutting my phone off putting not checking email very often you know, trying to put some of these boundaries in place. And I think we're going to see that at a more massive scale uh, very soon. You know, now people are even walking around, and I got to admit, I kind of want one, but people are now walking around getting notifications on the wrist with yep. uh, with the Apple Watch. You know, that's an awesome piece of technology, but used the wrong way, it's just going to add stress and strain to everyone's life. No, that's great. And I love, you know, maybe there's a way... In fact, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I would expect that there, if it's not already on the watch, there's going to be ways to set times and parameters for when notifications can hit you. In other words, you can you can kind of shut it down between you know the hours of nine to five if you want. Yeah, and I, I would imagine so. I know you can do that on the iPhone already, um, but. F- and then I, I think I do think the watch is a great example of what's going to be coming down the road is that just that that Apple watch allows you to get so collect so much data about your everyday life so that you can make more informed decisions. So you know, it, a lot of people I know who are using it to remind them to stand during the day, for example, hmm. you know, or using it to just help create that healthier life. I think very soon we're going to be able to dive deeper into a lot of the health issues, you know, dive deeper into uh, testing. Like there'll be at-home tests for all these different health issues, I think, coming down the road very soon. Right on. I love it. All right, we'll tie it up here. I'm going to hit you with uh, kind of a few quick strikes. Your favorite board game, if you have one. Um, I'm going to go with Monopoly or Risk, wow. one of the two. Uh huh. Both long, crazy games, but I, I like them. I love it. Top three books. Now that's a tough one because, like I said, I've been reading every day for a long time. Um, the Traveler. Well, you can, the you can tra- make it five. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll try to narrow it down a little bit. The Traveler's Gift, I would say, is a in terms of general overall one. That's probably my favorite. Traveler's Gift. Who wrote that? Uh, Andy Andrews, and it, it's it's a uh, 
a fictional story, but it's a, teaches a lot of great leadership principles, which I like. I love it. You got a couple others? Um, yeah, let's see. I'm just actually looking over at my bookshelf right now to kind of see what's standing out there. I, I really enjoyed uh, Book Yourself Solid for a business book. Um, that was a great one in terms of actually helping me think about how to structure my business almost. Who uh, wrote that? That uh, Michael Port, I believe. Yeah, Michael Port. Michael Port. And I specifically have Book Yourself Solid Illustrated. So it actually is like a little more of an activity book where you can oh. actually go through and think about your business, do some activities in there, and actually write down answers. Like one of his concepts is the red velvet rope. So realizing what customers you want to let on the other side of that ro- red velvet rope. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice little vision exercise. You yeah, got one? absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with Made to Stick in terms of communication. It's, mm. Have you read that one yet? No. It's all about creating sticky stories or you know sticky ideas. I love um, it. Chip love- and Dan Heath. They're brothers. They do, they've written several books now, but... This Actually, I think one. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you mentioned the brothers, I think that that's ringing a bell. But I love it. Great. All right. Uh, coming around home here. App. And you, you already mentioned one app earlier. It's buried in my notes here. Uh, any app recommendations you can't kind of live without? I mean, for me, the biggest one that I use every other than day. The hab- other than the habit factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love OmniFocus. I'm okay. a big OmniFocus user. I don't know if a lot of your listeners would be uh, using that, but it's a task management app. Sure. Um, and just another really quick one is because I, I think gratitude and is so important, yep. uh, win streak. So it mm. basically allows you to record your wins for the day. I love it. I love it. And how about a a Think Computer Now a tech tool or website, anything that you found semi-indispensable oh, that man. helps you get through the day. You can you can name a couple if you want. Hmm. I mean, that's a t- tricky one. Okay. I, so an application I use all the time is ScreenFlow. Okay. Uh, I use that to edit videos a lot of times rather than even some of my higher quality video editing i'll just use ScreenFlow because it's quick and easy it allows you to record your screen of your computer um so i, I do that i do that when creating systems for my team so Got it. How, wanna... how, sorry okay. i did not mean to cut you out. how much is that i i've bought it a while ago but i believe it's a hundred dollars or right okay. around there great so you're using it to kind of record your actions on a computer and then share it with your team. Yeah, that's a great use of it. I also do it for like just promotional videos or uh, software reviews, things like that too. Beautiful. All right. So I think we've come to the end. Um, I'm just going to wrap this up. Say, Nick, that was that was awesome. It was a lot of fun for me, but I learned a lot about you about your character, see habit, and uh, I think we got some great tips, tools, and and app recommendations. So I'm fired up. The only other thing I would say is if you are interested in maybe broaching the podcasting arena yourself, make sure you reach out to Nick. Go to that website. 
when you do, it, this just occurred to me, be sure and let him know it, you found him via the Habits to Goals podcast. Let him know. Let him know that Martin Grunberg sent you. All right, Nikki P. Uh, brilliant job again. Anything you want to say in closing? Uh, no, I just want to remind our listeners, I guess, that really the best way to grow your business is to consistently add value to your audience. So wow. whatever way, shape, or form that is, whether it's podcasting, whether it's you know just reaching out to them on a regular basis or through email, through blogs, whatever, just go out there, add that value, and you're going to create a solid business. That's that's a great final word. Cannot argue with that. That is time-tested. All right, Nick, we will chat soon. Great job. Thank you again. Thanks for letting me uh, drive here. Oh, Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, Martin. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.